You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. All right. Good morning and welcome to Morning Breath. We are honored that you would take part in the show with us. If you're tuning in by podcast or you're getting live, WMIE, out there on the radio, we're thankful for you. And then any other way you might get this in one of the other locations that we're posting it, we're making it available to you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being a part of it. I'm Brian. I'm one of the pastors here at East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath is a ministry of East Coast Christian Center, and it's my honor to uh, open up the Word with you today, as well as a couple others in the studio with me today. I have my wife across the table from me, Miss Emily Moore. How you doing? I'm doing well. That's great. I, uh, it's actually, we're, we're recording this at afternoon. Shh, don't tell anyone. We're recording in the afternoon, and so it's not really morning, but good afternoon, yeah. Miss Emily Moore. How are you? Good afternoon. It's afternoon breath today, not morning breath. That's good stuff. Yeah, uh, it's just good as good. Is it's it? just as good, yeah. Okay, cool. And then we also have Nick over here on the board. How you doing, Nick? Hey, yo, I'm doing good. Sup, dude? Sup? Thanks What's for, up? Uh, thanks for being here. Yeah. And uh, it is Wednesday, and uh, we got a night of worship tonight, 630, here at East Coast Christian Center. Woo-hoo. Come be a part of that. We got food trucks even, 5.30. Uh, all the things food-wise, come hang out, eat, and uh, do all that with us. But Emily, will you tell folks how to get on board with this show, how to be a part of where we're at, where we're headed, what, what in the world we're doing here? Totally. Um, best way to get connected might be on the East Coast app, or you can visit our website at eccc.us. And you can also get um, not just Morning Breath stuff, but you can get information, events on past sermons and Morning Breath episodes as well. Um, East Coast is also on Facebook, and we're on Instagram, and we're on YouTube. Um, if you want to get connected to the show also, you can call us, the church office, at 321-452-1060, and we can email you or snail mail you with more information about East Coast, Morning Breath, all the things we want to get you connected. Yeah, and so maybe you're new, maybe you're new to the show, and uh, you don't know what we do here, but basically we read a chapter of the Word before we come. And uh, we read it again on the air, and we're going to talk about what sticks out. This is devotion. This is meant to be what sticks out, what is God speaking to us through this chapter as we read it, as we spend some time looking at it, praying about it. God, would you show up and uh, speak to us? Also, uh, just one other thing going on here around the church. Obviously, there's a lot more than just one thing going on, but one thing we want to draw your attention to is that we have East Coast Christian University meets on Thursday nights, and tomorrow night we will uh, start a new class. And so that class is called Live and Walk by Faith. And so if you're trying to learn how to live and walk by faith, come be a part of that. You can uh, call the church office, 452-1060, or you could uh, go onto our website or to the East Coast Christian University website and get signed up, be a part of that. And then, of course, while you're on our website, check out all the events, all the other things going on. There's always lots of things and lots of opportunities for you to connect and go a little deeper in your walk with Christ. That is one of our um, real values is everybody has a step, one step. So let's take another step and uh, let's get into the Word today. We're in Mark chapter 7. There are 37 verses, so how about if we break it after verse... uh, 19. 19? Yeah. All right. That's good, huh? That's great. Do you want to get me started? Yeah, absolutely. I must say unto you, my husband, read, sir. All right, Mark 7. I have New American Standard. It says, The Pharisees and some of the scribes gathered around him when they had come to Jerusalem and had seen that some of his disciples were eating their bread with impure hands, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews... Do not eat unless they carefully wash their hands, thus observing the traditions of the elders. And when they came from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they cleanse themselves. And there are many other things which they have received in order to observe, such as the washing of cups and pitchers and copper pots. The Pharisees and the scribes ask him, 
Why do your disciples not walk according to the traditions of the elders, but eat their bread with impure hands? And he said to them, Rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. But in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. Neglecting the commandments of God, you hold on to the traditions of men. He also, or he was also saying to them, You are experts at setting aside the commandments of God in order to keep your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and he who speaks evil of father or mother is to be put to death. But you say, If a man says to his father or his mother, Whatever I have that would help you is Corban, that is to say, given to God, you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or his mother, thus invalidating the word of God by your tradition, which you have handed down, and you do, you do many things such as that. After he called the crowd to him, again he began saying to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside the man which can defile him if it goes into him. But the things which proceed out of the man are what defile the man. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. When he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples questioned him about the parable. And he said to them, Are you so lacking in understanding also? Do you not understand that whatever goes into the man from outside cannot defile him? Because it does not go into his heart, but into his stomach, and is eliminated. Thus he declared all foods clean. Verse 20, And he said, What comes out of a man that defiles a man? For from within, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lewdness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these things come from within and defile a man. From there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and he entered a house and wanted um, and wanted no one to know it, but he could not be hidden. For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and she came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek and a Syrophoenician by birth, and she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But Jesus said to her, Let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, for this saying, go your way, the demon has gone out of your daughter. And when she had come to her house, she found the demon gone out and her daughter lying on the bed. Again, departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon, he came through the midst of the region of Decapolis to the Sea of Galilee. Then they brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to put his hand on him. And he took him aside from the multitude and put his fingers on his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Aphathra. I'm not sure how to pronounce that word. Aphathra. Yeah, that. Yeah, that is. Be opened. Immediately his words were opened, or his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was loosed, and he spoke plainly. Then he commanded them that they should tell no one. But the more he commanded him, the more widely they proclaimed it. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. Amen. Well, here we are. We get to we get to get a glimpse here of uh, Jesus dealing with a couple things. Uh, one is a you know power um, gift. Here he's going to heal somebody pretty radically, pretty incredible. And also we have this discussion about you know dirty hands, eating with dirty hands. Like we tell our kids, wash your hands before you eat, right? Yeah. Um, so there's this there's this idea here at the beginning of this chapter that I guess really kind of the the whole of the story 
uh, really whittles down to, you know, they have they have all these religious behavior things versus like a real heart issue of going, hey, what's the real issue here? You know, we've built all these traditions, we've passed them on one to another. And, you know, there's so many of these things that even in my own life, as I read this, I'm like, man, what traditions are there? Are there things that I've built into my own life that I feel like if I don't do this or if I do do this, that I have to or that I get to? And, you know, I'm really thankful for a curriculum that we have here at East Coast called Living in Freedom Every Day. And, you yeah. know, it's a, it's a 10 to 12 week uh, small group discipleship track. It's a, it's a great opportunity for people to kind of grow in real relationship with Jesus and kind of strip off some of the religion a bit of our lives. And, you know, maybe the, I think Peter Haas, a friend of ours, wrote a book called The uh, the Inner Pharisee or something. What is that called? The Pharisectomy. Pharisectomy, yeah. And it's just talking about dealing with the things that we are pharisaical about or that we're religious about in our own lives that we really kind of have to wrestle through a bit of, you know, where is it in our own lives that that we have built up tradition beyond relationship with Jesus. And I just want to be, I, w- I want to just check my heart, uh, you know, on a regular basis. And it, it's not an easy or comfortable thing to do, honestly, when you're like kind of introspectively, like looking at your heart going, hey, have I built a tradition somewhere? Is there something in me that I have to do to connect with God or that I have to do to feel like I can experience the presence of God versus just genuine rawness of, I want to hear his voice and I want to do whatever it takes to hear his voice, regardless of maybe all the traditions. Now. One of the things that I grew up with in a in a in my home as a as a young person is we went to a to a church that had a lot of tradition um, built into it, and yeah. some of those traditions actually a lot of those traditions were built off of a um, just a, a way or a, a maybe a form or a fashion of you know awe and holiness and reverence for God, and so I, I in no means want to kind of tear down the the awe and the reverence and the holiness of God, but I, I would say to you that if you have to do all these certain behaviors in order to experience the awe and the holiness and the reverence of God, maybe we need to get the idol of the stuff out of the way and just experience the reverence and holiness and you know awe of God, and uh, I've tried to really try to work hard at that in my life to not just have a, a thing I have to do, but have a thing that I get to do with Jesus and really enjoy the relationship more. And I think Jesus is really trying to talk to him here about going, hey, you're so worried about if they did it all perfect instead of actually going, hey, they're actually wanting to spend time together. Like there's actually supposed to be fellowship over breaking bread together. You're not even talking about the breaking bread part now. We're so, you know, hung up on whether they do it all right to get to the table, much less what happens at the table, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, he kind of explains it in verse two. It says they found fault. Like those two words just jumped off the page at me and I thought, they're looking to find fault and they found fault. But then um, further on in verse six, you get the clarification where Jesus is saying, their heart is far from me. This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And I think um, kind of to what you're saying that the Lord wants our hearts. And honestly, the enemy is the one who's looking to find fault. It's a, the enemy is called the accuser of the brethren. And I just think when you have that whole pharisaical attitude of looking for fault and trying to find fault that you are it's what the pharisectomy book is talking about i think it's interesting that you mentioned that because i was thinking about reading the pharisectomy recently and now i'm just like wow i need to get back and read that book let's pause for a second and say that book is written by peter haas he's a pastor yeah if you want to look it up in in it's called substance church up in minneapolis minnesota He's an overseer of East Coast Christian Center. He and his wife, Carolyn, incredible pastors, pastor an incredible work. They wrote this book, or he wrote this book called, tell him the name again. The Pharisectomy. The Pharisectomy. And his last name is Haas, H-A-A-S. I need to read that book. And it's available on Amazon and anywhere you get a book. And it's a great book. And it really, I mean, be prepared, I guess, a bit, because it's going to it's gonna maybe dig into some things in your life of uh, that you've maybe built up or things that we can inside the church at times. 
and uh, built up to become to become a tradition even. And so yeah, be absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And um, a little bit more further on that thought that I was thinking, the words found fault that jumped out at me and just thinking about how the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. I was thinking some people can tend to get under a spirit of condemnation where they feel like they're always thinking that God is trying to find fault with them, even to the point of you might have conversations with people and then or spend an evening with some friends or go to dinner or something. And then you get home and you're rehashing the conversation and you're thinking, oh, I wonder if they took that wrong. I want and you're second guessing yourself and you're thinking God is mad at you and you're and and you're just kind of living life walking on eggshells, thinking that God's up there trying to find fault. But that's the enemy. The enemy is the accuser of the brethren. The enemy is the one that's lurking around trying to find fault and trying to point the finger. But it's not the spirit of God. Of course, God calls us to walk and live a holy life. But at the end of the day, the people who are the accusers, the Pharisees in this case, and really just the the, the demonic spirit of, you know, the accuser of the brethren is what's finding fault in people. Yeah, you know, if, if you look at verse one, it says the Pharisees and some of the scribes gathered around him. People would pay a lot of money today to gather around Jesus. Oh, yeah. You think about if Not we that had he the would op- charge. <laughs> no, but if you had the opportunity to gather near to Jesus right now, yeah, like literally be around him, would you be so concerned about whether somebody's washing their hands before they touch the food or not? Like, yeah. like I hope I wouldn't be. I hope I would be so consumed. Like, by the grace of God, I've had the honor of, you know, having some meals with some pretty incredible people in my day. But I don't remember ever wondering, did they wash their hands or not? Yeah. But that's... Again, that's me, and I'm not better than these Pharisees by any means. I just, I just don't want to be so consumed with the little things that make no difference and really shouldn't make a difference. And but they are, they are big in this culture. In this culture, there was such a, a bigness built around these ideas and concepts that had been traditions handed down from generation to generation to generation. And um, we just got to be careful that we don't, you know, that we don't get so caught up in the tradition that we miss the opportunity. And I just don't want to miss opportunities to be with Jesus. And by the grace of God, again, that he, the Spirit of God has been released into the earth, that we can meet with God anywhere, anyhow, anytime, because we have the Spirit of God living on the inside of us today, that you can actually have closeness with God. You don't have to, you know, pay a certain amount of money or do everything right to get around Him. We actually have access 24-7 365. That's an incredible opportunity we have. We probably lose sight of that too often. Amen. I was just thinking that um, that that whole concept of the Pharisees, how their hearts are far from him. The opposite of of that is what you're talking about, your heart being close to God. The opposite of being a Pharisee is one whose heart follows close to the Lord and is close to God. Yeah, I just I, I'm I'm excited about the day that I get to see Jesus face to face. You know, like the the reality of going. You know, there's coming a day where we're actually going to get to spend time with Jesus face to face. These people had it and they were missing. It. They were focused on something. Yeah, it's else. tragic. God help me. I don't want to be in that place where I'm critical of how somebody else came to meet with Jesus. That's the other thing is we can look around in a local church environment or in any sort of setting that you meet together under the banner of Jesus, and you might be critical of somebody else and how they're doing it, how they're approaching it, or what their worship might look like, or what their there's a lot of things about what theirs is versus what mine is and how I approach Jesus. I just want to approach God in, a, in just a holy awe of going, man, I get to spend time with the Lord today, and that other people would want to do similar. To, I want to celebrate that. I want to be careful to celebrate what people are doing to draw near to God. I don't care how you do it, honestly. Like, short of sin, just come to Jesus. Like, let's go. Like, let's just get near to God and not, I don't want to be found critical of how they're approaching God. They're, they might do it. They might look different. And you know what? If it's about Jesus, let's get under the banner of Jesus. How you do it to get to Jesus, 
I, I can I can become okay with. I might have to learn. There's some things I might have to learn about it. Teach me. I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to understand. But the bottom line is I want to get near to Jesus, and I don't want to miss the opportunity because I'm critical of how somebody else is doing it or not doing it right or not doing it perfect. We can get into a perfection, excellence, quote unquote, you know, spirit of excellence or spirit of perfection that's just broken. We need to just be okay going, you know what, let's get near Jesus. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I realize too that this, what was going on here was like people fighting in theory, but there was not people fighting. This is not like fist and, you know, punching and fighting. This is actually bickering about a spirit that was in operation, a spirit of deception and all this religious crap that was out there that was just people were, you know, we have to realize that we're engaged in a battle and the battle's not against flesh and blood. Yeah. We're not going to fight somebody else over there because of some way they approach God. It's a spiritual battle that we're fighting and we win. By the grace of God, we win. We have powers not of this world. Amen. God's heart is more than just methodology. Oof. That's not his heart at all. You can see in verse 37 at the end of the chapter where he says um it says and they were astonished beyond measure saying he has done all things well and when you think about and that was after he healed the um deaf and mute man and when you think about methodology versus jesus doing all things well you really get back to the heart of what he was doing he had a heart of love and he had a heart of compassion i was thinking about how Sometimes when I'm doing, I'm, I'm trying to follow in Jesus' footsteps and I'm praying for the sick and I'm thinking, I want to say it right. I want to rebuke the devil and bind this and command that and then pray for healing and, and, and go into the, the whole methodology of praying for somebody to be healed. But the reality is it's God's heart of compassion, of, um, of us getting a hold of God's heart of compassion. And that's why he heals people. It's not about methodology. I remember a time um, when I was working at a long-term care facility and one of my patients had, um, they had uh, supernuclear palsy and they were in a lot of pain and they were nonverbal and they couldn't, they couldn't speak, but they were in a lot of pain. They were just groaning and laying on their back, but curling up in their bed with their knees up and their back up. And they're just, it was a, it was a really tough situation and she was due for pain meds and the nurse who was supposed to get them to her just was not in any hurry. And, um, there was nothing I could do to make it hurry up, even though her pain meds were due. And I remember I just felt so much compassion for her. And I bent down and I put my ear next to her or my mouth next to her ear. And I just said, God, have mercy. And she immediately just laid back down in the bed and breathed a heavy exhale, a big sigh of relief. And she laid there in total peace and it wasn't the methodology my heart was just riveted for this poor woman and i didn't rebuke and bind and command it was god have mercy just because my heart of compassion had touched god's heart of compassion for that for that woman and it's it's not about the method as much as just getting a hold of the heart of god you know if it was about method i um I'm, I'm glad I've never tried this method of uh, let's uh, put my fingers in somebody's ear <laughs> and are in both ears and then spit and uh, then touch his tongue with the saliva. Like, that's I don't know what that looked like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that I d- just don't even want to really like kind of the image of that to me is like uh, put fingers that's in out ears there. <laughs> and go for it. Like I'm. I'm probably just very sad to say that people have probably tried this method and maybe not thinking seen the, that it was the method that yeah, does not it. seen their results and somebody got spit in their face or in their mouth or in their whatever and fingers in their ears and it didn't work. And then they're like, well, God didn't show up, you know? Yeah. And, you know, well, sometimes we get so focused on the method that we actually miss the message of like hope and the message of the goodness of God that heals and sets free and that the work he already did 
like in our era, looking back is going, what he did on a cross, by his stripes we were healed. Not because I put my fingers in the right place or I you know, spit in the right spot or in the right location or the right things or I do anything right at the end of the day. This is about Jesus and the power of the gospel of what he did for us already, a finished work. He finished it. He provided that for us through salvation. He provided healing and wholeness and freedom. And I, I would just say to you too, if you're fighting some addiction out there and you're going, man, that 12 step's not working or that 10 step or that 52 step or the however many days you've been free and all those things, you know what? Your good works is not what's gonna get you free. What's yep. gonna get you free is the power of the gospel getting on the inside of you, renewing your mind transform your mind. Believe all that God says about you. Do that. Those are great things to do. But at the end of the day, this is Jesus and the power of the gospel, the power of the good news, the power of Jesus and what he did that curses him who hung on a tree for you and for me, that all the brokenness of sin is broken in our lives by what he did on the cross for us. And so rejoice in that today. And I think freedom comes in rejoicing of what God has done and not on all the things that you could do perfect and right. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like, um, about just kind of following the heart of God and um, and denying the traditions, denying the methodology, kind of the theme of what we're talking about today when we look at this chapter and what God's opening up. Um, I had a conversation with our kids. We kind of have a lot of kids, um, four. So them. some people have more, but yeah, it's kind of enough for us. And uh, we play zone defense. If you're in, if you're uh, into sports, we're in zone defense mode all the time. <laughs> four kids, two you adults. Know, yeah, but I was talking to them about this concept of just connecting with the heart of God that. Um, it's not, it's not so much about how much you read the word every day and how much you pray every day. Although, you know, there is something to be said for quantity that if you truly love God, you're going to want to spend time with them. But at the end of the day, I told my kids, give God a chance every day to speak to you. He has something to say to you. And I spoke to each one of my kids. We were all standing around our Island in the kitchen. And I told each and every one of them, a time when I remembered when God spoke directly to them, whether it was something in the word that they came and they showed me and they said, mom, look at this or, or whatever the case that I told each one of them a separate time when I knew God had spoken to them and said, give them a chance every day. Let God speak to you every day. It's not about the method or whatever, although we do need to get into the word every day, but it's about connecting with the heart of God and giving God a chance um, to speak to us and letting our hearts follow close behind him. Because he is faithful to do it. He's faithful to speak. He is. He He wants wants to to be with us every day. He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to talk to us. He wants to give us wisdom. He wants to do that not just for me and you or for our kids. This is for everybody in the whole planet, for 8 billion of us on the planet today. He wants to speak to you. He wants to be near to you. He wants to dwell with you. He wants to abide with you. He wants to do all those words that are out there that say, hey, be close. He just wants to do it with you, right? And so Mm -hmm. if you feel like there's an area of your life today that you felt like, you know what, I've been kind of holding this area back and not letting God into it, man, ask God to speak to you about that. God, would you speak to me about that? Would you show me through your word? Would you show me through your people? Would you show me through your worship today a way that I could do that differently? Because I don't want to be so tied up in the tradition that I miss out on the on the, the personal relationship and closeness to you. Amen. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, 
Coco and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living and Memory Care Community, located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, so uh, just in closing, we uh, just had a, had one more thought about this idea of, you know, kind of denying the traditions. I would just really tell you out there, be real careful about how rebelliously you push back against traditions. I, I, I think there's one thing to go, you know what, I'm going to be open to the Spirit of God and be led by the Spirit of God, but I know there's no rebellion in that ever. The, the Spirit of God is not rebellious. The Spirit of God is a comforter. He's about, you know, clarity and not confusion and not destruction. And so if you're out there and you're going, man, I don't know. I don't, I don't know about that tradition. I don't know about that thing that feels whatever it feels. You know what, man, hear from heaven and actually go, hey, is this going to cause destruction? Is this going to cause chaos by me doing 
X, Y, or Z, whatever those things are. Because I think sometimes people want to go, well, I'm just going to break the tradition just for the sake of breaking it. Like, I don't have to do it that way, so I'm not going to do it that way. Well, this is not about whether you have to or not. This is actually about what, what God would have you do and how God could use you to do it, how you could do it together. So it's not this like rebellious, like, hey, we're out there far. I'm going to push into this and it's going to be this way or the highway because that's broken. Well, just be careful that your heart doesn't turn into a rebellious you know, place because that's a, that's a real dangerous place to walk. Mm-hmm. And I know that God wouldn't have have that for you or for me or for anybody and to do it together and get some counsel talk to some people before you start banging up against some things just for the sake of banging up against breaking stuff yeah it's all about being close to the heart of god it's all about being in his presence hearing his voice it is anyway it's been good being with you guys you guys have an incredible day love y'all and we'll uh, be back together soon have a great day we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the morning breath podcast If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.